It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I, I will invite your attention to the word of the Lord today, 2 Kings chapter 2, and beginning with verse 1, verse 2, and then I'll also begin at the ninth verse. I'm going to jump around to a couple different verses, but if you'll take note with me, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. Verse number 9, It came to pass when they were gone over the Jordan, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And Elijah said, You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. I'd like you to just take note of the fact that it was imperative that Elisha see him ascend. And it came to pass as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. He saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. I'll read also from the 6th chapter of the same book, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my Savior, how shall we do? And he answered, being Elisha, answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Praise God. Praise God. I just want to speak to you for a few moments this morning on this subject, a double portion and divine expansion. A double portion and divine expansion. Can we lift up our voices unto the Lord and ask His blessing upon the preaching of His Word and the gathering of His people. Lord, I thank You for each and every individual that has gathered here today. Lord, You have brought each of us from a respective place where You have kept us. And you have led us and you have directed our steps and ordered them. And I pray today that the, as the word goes forth, it will have free course, that it will find good ground. Hallelujah. Let me, your messenger today, preach with humility and boldness, with love, with accuracy. And I pray that each and every one of us would receive your holy word as it is intended to grow us in the precious name of Jesus we ask these things and everybody said in Jesus name everyone said amen and amen God bless you you may be seated in the name of the Lord thank you for standing
Before I get into the real meat of this particular text, I would like to share with you my heart uh, because today is a, actually a very special day on, on a number of levels. And it actually commemorates a year from when we first came together and worshipped. Does this seem like it's been a year? My goodness, time flies when you're having fun. And I want to take this opportunity because, because God has done a, a quick work and God has done a mighty work. And it has been the Lord's doing and it has been marvelous in our sight. And I, and I just want to share it with you a little bit. Um, it, it began years ago, actually. Uh, Pastor Hendricks and Pastor Brian both put a seed in my spirit, in my heart, and watered it and talked about the possibility of, of one day Grace Point and Tree of Life uh, becoming one entity. And, and this was something that just didn't seem like it would ever be possible, uh, but, but certainly something to pray about and to envision and to ask the Lord for His blessing and direction. And it was uh, shortly after Pastor uh, Brian... Uh, went back to the evangelistic field and Pastor Sizemore assumed the pastorate of Grace Point Church. Pastor Sizemore asked me if I would preach his installation service. I was humbled. I was honored. And as soon as he asked me and minutes from when he asked me, the Lord gave me a word for the Grace Point Church. And I was so honored and pleased to be able to be part of that installation service. And uh, Things were exciting. Of course, our city, Cincinnati, has experienced remarkable unity, and we're thankful for that. Amen. We're thankful for that. And then all of a sudden, something came uh, to the world that none of us really saw coming. Uh, I will say this morning, Brother Nip, you sent me a message that really blessed me. He sent me a video clip of me preaching in 2019. And I have forgotten about it, but I, once I saw it, I remembered it. And in the message, the Lord, you know, when the Lord begins to anoint you, you say things that you don't know you're saying. And that can be scary, but thank God it's the Lord that's in control. But I said something I didn't even know. I didn't even understand what was coming out of my mouth. But, but as I spoke it, I said in 2019, I said in 2020, the enemy is going to try to tear our nation apart. And, and, and then I added to that, but he will not be successful in tearing the church apart. I, I, didn't even, I, didn't even, I didn't even have time to process that or premeditate it because it was just an unction of the Holy Ghost. And, and I didn't remember saying it until it was brought back to my attention. But as I look back over in hindsight, what the Lord has done with what the devil intended as evil, the Lord has turned so many things for the good. And you can rest assured that he will continue to do just that. This is why we do not run and cower or fear what the enemy would bring against us because we know we're in the hands of God. And if God allowed it, then all things will work together for the good. Somehow, some way, we may not understand it until the sweet by and by, but... The Lord is in control. And so we take comfort in that. It was a few months after the installation 
Pastor Sizemore that COVID hit the world and, and it was like a bomb went off and, and the whole world, every industry, every industry was rattled and throttled and the church too had to go into a, a mode of trying to figure out what do we do now? How do we address this? How do we, how do we respond? And, and you saw it, you lived it. Uh, we all did. It, it unfolded and some would say it unraveled, uh, but it unfolded in such a unique way. But in that process, the Lord nudged me and said, now's the time. I approached Pastor Sizemore with what I didn't know. I didn't know what his response would be, but I said, I feel like the Lord has put something in my spirit that, that is something I can't ignore and I need to bring it to your attention. I believe that we're to be one entity. And as I began to share that with him, he, I, I was waiting for his response, and his response was, this is a confirmation to what the Lord has been speaking to me. In fact, he brought to my attention the scripture the Lord gave to him, which was from the book of Proverbs, when desire cometh, it is a tree of life. The Lord had given us the concept of the tree of life, and that's who we are. We're the tree of life. Our branches extend out, our roots run deep, and from us flows the fruit of the Spirit, and those fruit are and leaves of that tree are for the healing of the nations. We are here on purpose. We are ordained of God to do a work. And the Lord had already been dealing with Brother Sizemore about this. And so that was April 2nd, 2021. And while we sat there discussing it, uh, we said to one another, when, when do you think, if, we, if this were to happen, I mean, my goodness, it sounds so far off, maybe even far-fetched, what, when do you think this could even occur? I said, I think, we could I think we could actually do it in a year's time. On April 3rd, 2022, the Grace Point Church elected to join the Tree of Life Church by a nearly 90% vote, and we give God the praise for that. We ought to thank God. Hallelujah. So within a year, Right at a year, the Lord had performed this work. But we said to one another, maybe we should worship together. You know, take a Sunday and worship together. Just one, maybe two at another date, you know. Pick it out on the calendar and say we're going to worship together here. And we're going to worship together here. And you know, we really had a control on this thing. And, and of course, as you know, Tree of Life, we are in the middle of a, a very... Uh, aggressive building uh, program where we are going to be uh, completing our worship center and family welcome center in just about four or five months because we're going to be completed, Lord willing, and by the grace of God, and we're on schedule by November 2022. Praise the Lord. Amen. God has been so good. I, I remember when COVID was just in, we were in the throes of COVID and, and, and so many things were uncertain and people from outside of Cincinnati were asking, what are you going to do about the building program? And, and I said, well, I prayed and this is what the Lord said. He had two words. He said, go forward. Hallelujah. And so we went forward. And when we went forward, the Lord met us and he took us all the way through. So Brother Sizemore and I discussed, maybe we could get together and worship on a Sunday. You know, what Sunday would be good? Oh, how about 4th of July Sunday? We'll just worship together on the 4th of July Sunday. 
And we planned it. We were going to get together. The congregations were going to worship together. And a week before that happened, our construction manager came to us concerning the building project and said, I have bad news for you. Uh, you and your whole congregation are going to get out, have to get out of this location for an indefinite period of time. We said, what, 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 what are you saying? They're saying? He said, we're telling you, you're not going to be able to worship here for an indefinite period of time. I don't know where you're going to go, and I'm so sorry, but there's a, a survey that was wrong from in the past, and the utilities are different than we expected them to be. We're going to have to remove them and replace them, and it's going to be a very long process. Is there anywhere you can go? And I said, well... Let me make a few phone calls. And I called my friend over in Finneytown. And I said, hey, Brother Sizemore, old buddy, old pal. I said, you remember that? Remember when you said if we need anything to give you a call and you meant you'd pray for us? I said, I, I, I need something. and uh, wondered if you might be able to help us out. So what started out as a one Sunday get-together for worship became an eight-month-long togetherness where Tree of Life and Grace Point Church worshiped together, loved one another, got to know one another, fellowshiped with one another, thanked God for each other, and the Lord did something we could have never scripted on our own. And by the time those eight months were done and, and we went back over to Cooper Road, it felt, it felt like something was missing because we just weren't together and we felt like the Lord wants us together. So on Mother's Day, we came back over to Finneytown and we've been here ever since. And today marks a year from when we first started worshiping God together in 2021. And, and, and things have expedited so beautifully and so, and so rapidly that now we actually are able to give strictly to Tree of Life Church because the, the entities are, have already merged financially, and this is a blessing. God has provided every one of our needs in a way we could have never foreseen, and he has taken care of his church. And folks, we're about to finish the construction of a new building, and we're going to have a beautiful campus in Finneytown to do the work of God here as well. We've got so much waiting for us, so much to look forward to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell, tell you what the devil didn't see coming. He didn't see that when he attacked the church, that instead of the church crumbling, the church was going to unite efforts and the church was going to come together in a way that the church had never come together before. The devil thought he was just going to come in and wreak a bunch of havoc and send the church running. Didn't he learn anything from the book of Acts? Didn't he learn anything from the book of Exodus? That the more that he tries to, tries to come against the people of God, that the people of God become more resourceful, they humble themselves, they pray, they seek the face of God. We all turn from any wicked way that may be in us, and we see the miracle working power of God like we've never seen it before. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I can hear the old song saying, it's been through the fire. 
I'm talking about the church in the book of Revelation. Hallelujah. It's built on a rock on a firm foundation. It's been through the flood. It's been through the fire. But one of these days, it's going to move up a little higher. It's the church triumphant, and it's built by the hand of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's been through the fire, but the fire couldn't burn it. It's been through the storm, but the wind couldn't turn it. It's the church triumphant, and that's who you are, and that's who I am. That's who we are. We're the church, and so we go forward in Jesus' name. No fear, just forward in Jesus' name. We've had people attacked with sickness. We've had people literally either die or come near death, and they're here today worshiping God. Sister Kimberly, every time I see you, I give God the thanks. I give him the praise. I remember the day we were praying for you and baby Noah, Sister Ashton. We were sitting, I, I remember standing right over here, worshiping God and the Lord beginning to minister to the whole congregation as we prayed for these families that he was going to bring his healing power to bear upon these circumstances. We have a reason and a right to believe that the Lord will heal anytime we call upon him to heal. If he chooses not to heal, we trust his wisdom, but we will never stop believing in his awesome power and his divine compassion. Oh, hallelujah. And so we celebrate today. We celebrate today because we have come together successfully and we are so thankful, Tree of Life Church, we are so thankful that the Lord has added unto us such a beautiful uh, addition to our family. Can we give God praise for that? And to have brother and sister Sizemore and the Sizemore family as a part of our pastoral team, what a blessing from the Lord that is. Let's give God praise for that today. We've got some things to shout about. God is assembling a people. God is assembling a people for revival in this last day. God is assembling a people for his purpose and for his glory. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. And so this commemorates really a transition because we're, we're at that point now, Brother Sizemore, where we're able, to, we're able to give together toward the same cause. We're able to organize and, and structure and restructure appropriately and accordingly and go forward in the name of the Lord. And you'll be hearing more about all of that as we go forward, especially as the summer winds up. We are in the middle of summer. And whoever said lazy, crazy, hazy days of summer, weren't talking about this summer. Nothing lazy about this summer. Goodness gracious, one of the busiest summers I've ever witnessed. And one of the, one of the challenges that we're seeing is that all across the nation and the world, the church is still, still bouncing back from what it went through during COVID. So I have, I have actually never seen such a, such a, an, a, 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 just a river of people saying, can you come and preach at, at our church? Can you come and minister to our people? We need ministry. We need revival. And, and so we've been engaging that through the last several months and into the summer. And, and thank God that God is able to use Tree of Life Church to accomplish that. Because it's not just us going, it's all of us going to minister to people all across the nation. And God is building something beautiful for his kingdom 
and for his glory. Hallelujah. And he's doing a work right here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Look around here at the miracles that sit around this sanctuary right now. And the worshipers and the people of God. God's doing something marvelous. And it truly is marvelous in our sight. But we're at a point of, of transition as we come into a, a, a new building. And we come into a, 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 a unity that we have been so thankful for. And I, I want to liken it a little bit to the transition that we read about in 2 Kings chapter 2, Elijah to Elisha, because this was an amazing transition that occurred in this chapter. Uh, and it wasn't an easy one. It's, it's maybe easy for us to read about and say, oh yeah, Elijah was taken up into a whirlwind and uh, horses of fire and chariots of fire caught him and took him away and he passed his mantle on to Elisha. But that's easier read than done because it wasn't so easy for Elijah. Elijah didn't necessarily have a vote in this process. It just simply was what the Lord was going to do. And the Lord had told him, you're going to anoint, uh, you're going to anoint these various ones. And Elisha is, is one that you're going to anoint. You're going to anoint him for my purposes. Haziel, king of Syria, Jehu, and of course Elisha. And you're going to place your mantle upon him. And so it was a difficult transition for Elijah, but it was the Lord's doing. And so, so we move into this area where God is taking us into new dimensions. He's taking us into new seasons. And it's a beautiful thing to behold, but in the moment of letting God do it, sometimes it's not the easiest thing in the world. And so for Elijah, the Lord told him, you're going to give your mantle to Elisha and, and there's going to be, there are going to be things happen with your mantle that, that you never even did. And that's what we have to understand about transition when it comes to God's transitions. When God is involved in the transition, things happen that we're not capable of doing on our own. This is why we should never be envious of the generation that's coming up from uh, uh, beneath us, if you please, uh, if, a new generation coming along, we don't need to fight letting them operate in the anointing of the Lord because the Lord wants to take what we have and he wants to multiply it in that next generation. And Elisha said to Elijah, he said, I want a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah said, you have asked a hard thing. Well, yeah, it was a hard thing because it's a double portion. And so how do you give double of what you have only one of. And so he said, I, I don't know what you're asking. I'll just tell you this. He said, the only way anything like that is going to happen is if you see me ascend into the heavens. He, he emphasized that. He pronounced that. He made that abundantly clear that you're not going to get what you want. You're not going to do the will of God or the work of God unless you see me ascend into the heavens. And then he said, and he said, you stay here. And I'm going on my journey. And his journey included Gilgal. His journey included Bethel. His journey included Jericho. And his journey included Jordan. And, and each stop, he told Elisha, stay here. And I'm going to go forward. Do you know that it was not the will of God for Elisha to stay in any one of those locations? And yet he had an opportunity to stay in each one of those locations? God actually gave him the opportunity to stay at that particular spot. And all of these were great spots. Bethel was a great spot. 
Gilgal was, these all had divine connections. There were miracles that took place at each one of these locations. Gilgal and Bethel and Jericho and certainly Jordan. And, and each place, Elijah gives Elisha license to stay right where he is. But Elisha didn't want to stay right where he was. And none of us should ever want to stay right where we've been. I can tell you about miracles the Lord has allowed me to see, but I don't, I don't want to spend the rest of my life remembering what God did. I, I want to I move into what he's doing next. I want to move into what he's doing now. So no, I don't want to stay. I don't want to stay in Gilgal. Gilgal's amazing. They got that beautiful memorial of 12 stones that commemorate what the Lord did at the Jordan River. That's beautiful. That's awesome. But 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 I'm following Elijah and I'm going to what the Lord has next. Bethel, oh my goodness, that stone that Jacob put there and and called it Bethel, the house of God. And then he called it El Bethel. The God of the house of God, an amazing miracle took place there. Saw the ladder that descended from heaven, angels ascending and descending upon the ladder. But I don't want to stay in Bethel and Jericho. My goodness, the walls fell down flat when Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. But I don't want to stay in Jericho and the Jordan. My goodness, Brother Jordan, hallelujah, Jordan is an amazing place. And inside the Jordan are 12 stones that were set at the feet of the priests. John the Baptist said while standing in the Jordan, God is able to raise up of these stones children unto Abraham. I think it's interesting that Elijah parted those waters and Elisha parted them again on his way out. And each time they're able to see this great memorial of what the Lord had done there in the Jordan River. But I want you to understand, if we don't see the fiery visitation, then we don't receive the double portion of God's anointing. And I know Elijah performed miracles, but Elisha, wait till you see what he's going to do through you. I want our young people to understand. I want our young people to know. I can tell you about the miracles God has done in my life and in my elders' lives. But God wants to take all of that and he wants to compound it in you. He wants to multiply it in you. It's not supposed to die when an elder dies. It's not supposed to die if a pastor dies. It's supposed to multiply, divinely expand, become a double Hallelujah, multiple, triple, quadruple portion of the Holy Ghost. And Elisha actually did perform twice as many miracles as Elijah, the last of which happening after his decease when he was in his grave. And they threw that soldier into his grave. Those blessed bones of Elisha just lay there. They were so saturated with the anointing of God. They were so covered with the anointing of God. And those bones had in them an old promise that he was going to have a double portion. And he had 13 miracles had been performed. And the 14th miracle occurred when that soldier was thrown into that grave. And a miracle happened because of his anointing after he was already gone. Hallelujah. God's word never fails. God's word never fails. And it is imperative that we understand we have to go the distance if we want to see the double portion of God's outpouring of his spirit and of his anointing. We have to go the distance. Some of you have been on a journey to Bethel. 
You've been on a journey to Jericho. You've been on a journey to Jordan. You've, God's been leading you around, and you don't understand why. You've been through what you've been through. You don't understand why you've gone through some of the things you've gone through and some of the places you've been. But God has done it for a reason. God has done it on purpose because he's going to take you to a place of seeing it. And that's what the Bible says. Elijah told Elisha. He said, unless you see me ascend into the heavens, you cannot have a double portion of my spirit. And, and, and three, four amazing words in the word of God in that passage said, and Elisha saw it. And when Elisha saw it, it changed everything. And I want you to know, unless you can see it, you're going to remain stuck at whatever God used to do in your life. You've got to open up your eyes and let the Lord show you what he's doing. Notice what happens when the Bible says that a whirlwind came out of heaven. And it captured Elijah. And it caught him up into the heavens. And the whirlwind has Elijah in the heavens. And a chariot of fire came. And horses of fire came. I'm going to repeat that. It was wind and it was fire. Now let me just remind you that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind Hallelujah. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. Hallelujah. What Elijah was experiencing was a type and a shadow. It was a symbol of what was going to happen on the day of Pentecost when the wind came and the fire came. And I'm going to tell you, if the wind and the fire get a hold of you, you're going to ascend into the heavens like Elijah. Oh, hallelujah. I, I, listen, I know. I know it's easy. I know it's easy. To feel like God's doing a transition. It must mean I'm done. It must mean he's done with me. Elijah, he's not done with you. He's going to use your mantle to accomplish even more. If you'll read your Bible and continue to read, you're going to see that Elijah shows up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Hallelujah. God's not done with him. If you keep reading your Bible, you can read where the Lord said that Elijah's going to come back, meaning that the ministry of Elijah was going to reemerge in John the Baptist, calling Israel to repentance. Elijah, God's not done with you. Hallelujah. I want you to understand something, ladies and gentlemen. When the Lord anoints you, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. The Lord wants to use us in a mighty way. Hallelujah. But we're not going to get it without the wind, and we're not going to do it without the fire. Hallelujah. We're not here to be just another church on a city block or in, a, in the middle of the city of Cincinnati. We bring the wind, and we bring the fire. Hallelujah. We want Holy Ghost. We want apostolic. We want Jesus' name. We want the fire. We want the wind to blow. Hallelujah. We don't want the fake. We want the real. We don't want charade or facade. We want reality. We want the genuine outpouring of the Holy Ghost and fire. Saw it just a few weeks ago. People repenting of their sins, being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
I'm going to tell you something. When God led Bishop Sizemore to this property, to purchase this property all those decades ago, God already had in mind every one of those people who would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost on that parking lot. Hallelujah. Elijah told Elisha, and it speaks to us today, you'll never have the double portion unless you see the fire. Unless you see the wind, we've got to go to the upper room. We must repent of our sins to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. We don't offer this world anything but Jesus. We don't offer them anything but Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, somebody asked, well, well, does the church help with practical application? You better believe the church helps with practical application. There's practical application in everything that Jesus said, everything that Jesus did. We bring Jesus. We know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. We've got to have the wind. We've got to have the fire. Hallelujah. I said we've got to have the wind and we've got to have the fire. We must pray. We must fast. We must seek God. We must repent. We must be humble. We must love one another. We must love our neighbors as we love ourselves. We've got to be consecrated. We've got to be dedicated. We've got to be committed to Almighty God. We believe in holiness. We believe in righteousness. We believe in remission of sins. We believe in sanctification. We believe in justification. Hallelujah. We're, no, we don't do it. We don't do it. We don't do it half-heartedly. No, no, we don't stop at Bethel or Jericho. We're going all the way. Because we must see the fire and the wind. And when that fire and the wind came, the mantle began to fall. Hallelujah. That mantle will fall from previous generations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder, are there any elders here who remember the fire falling? Come on, elders. Could you lift your hands? You remember the fire falling? Could you just reminisce? I need to see a show of hands. You rem- Come on, lift them up high. You remember the fire falling? You remember people getting drunk in the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. You remember people walking in one day, one way, walking out another way. Hallelujah. Do you remember? Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you something. I want that for this new generation. This new generation. Let me tell you something. We don't need to get jealous of this new generation and envious. We need to cheer them on and thank God for every miracle and every good thing that comes to them. Because I'm going to tell you something. They're facing some demons in this generation. They're facing some some demons hatched out of hell in this generation. And they're going to need a double portion of the Holy Ghost power. They're not going to be able to fake it till they make it. They're going to have to have real Holy Ghost anointing. Uh, Hallelujah. And they're going to have to have some Elijahs who are able to say, you've got to see the fire. You've got to see the wind. And if you'll see the fire and the wind, there's going to be a mantle. There's going to be an old apostolic mantle come on you. There's going to be an ancient mantle of God's divine favor to come upon you. 
<laughs> Lord, I praise you. It's real. It's real. It's a real thing we're doing here. You may not always see it with your natural eyes. Hallelujah. But if you'll go through the process, if you'll go through the journey, if you'll stick to it, if you'll endure unto the end, hallelujah, the same shall be saved. Don't quit. Don't backslide. Don't give up. Don't get bitter. Don't sell out. Don't get carnal. Hallelujah. Go till you see the fire and the wind. That mantle will come in the form of that fire and that wind, and it will cover you. Hallelujah. I thank God for those mantles, those ancient mantles. Elisha took that mantle. I love it. And you know, he parted the waters with that mantle. He took that old mantle. He didn't look at that mantle and say, Mike, they stopped making these in 1952. These colors have been out for 30 years. Well, you can tell this is an old mantle. That's not what he did. He picked that thing up in his arms, held it close to him, and he smoked those waters. Hallelujah. And the waters parted for him the way he parted. They parted for Elijah. And I'm going to tell you, they'll part for us the way they parted in previous generations. Sister Lane, I still rejoice over the testimony of when God filled you with the Holy Ghost in Boston, Massachusetts, and you were speaking in tongues the rest of the day and on. Hallelujah. That's old-time Pentecost. But, 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 but it's, not, it's not meant to stay in the old times. It's, it's here for now. It's here forever. It's the real thing. It's Holy Ghost power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Elisha took that precious mantle and he said, I appreciate this mantle. I value this mantle. He smote those waters and the waters parted hither and thither. And he walked through on dry ground. Hallelujah. And, and Elisha performed more miracles than Elijah performed. And God is going to anoint us to perform more miracles and see more miracles than previous generations. And it's not because we're better. It's because there is a divine expansion that comes when the double portion comes. It is meant to multiply. It, it, it's it's, it's uh, staunched and it's stunted when we get our carnal thinking involved. When our carnal thinking gets involved, we begin to stunt the work of God. But if we will allow God to do what God is trying to do, it will expand and it will multiply. Hallelujah. If I've, if I've got a mantle, I want to throw it on everybody I can find if, if I've got one. I want to throw I want to take the ancient mantles that came on me and put it on somebody and say, here, walk in the Holy Ghost. Walk in faith. Walk by faith and not by sight. Preach Jesus. Believe and pray and fast. Oh, hallelujah. You know what Elisha performed? I love the miracles that he performed too. I won't go through all of them, but, but I love them. They're just awesome miracles. One place, uh, he came to Jericho, went back to Jericho where he had just been. And when he gets there, they come to him and say, the situation of this city is pleasant. In other words, everybody's kind of making do. These people are well off. Things are kind of okay, but we got a problem. The water is poisonous. 
describes our world today. People are, people are, are making do, but, but man, it's toxic out there. It's toxic. And, and Elisha hears this, that, that the situation of the city is pleasant, but the water is not, or the water is poisonous. And you know what he said? He said, bring me a new cruise, put some salt in it, and he put salt in the water. And the waters were healed. That's what we're going to do. We're going to put salt in the water, and the waters are going to be healed. Now, I don't mean take a salt shaker and go down to the Ohio River. I don't mean that. Jesus told us what the salt is. He said, you are the salt. You are the salt of the earth. We are the ones who get in that water. Hallelujah. And the people can drink again. If we're present, we will take the toxicity out of our workplaces. We'll take the toxicity. Don't listen now. Don't dread your family reunions. You be a light at your family reunions. Don't dread your high school reunions. You be the light of the world at your high school reunions. Don't walk in there all holier than thou and self-righteous and judgmental. Don't walk in there and just blend in like a chameleon and be as carnal as everybody else is. But you let the Holy Ghost get a hold of you. And you walk in there as a peacemaker. Walk in there as a meek, hallelujah, and a quiet spirit. And God will allow you to be the healing for the waters. My God, have mercy. That's who we are. We're the salt that heals the waters of our city. Our city needs us. It doesn't need us to isolate. It needs us to jump on in. We need to dive into the deep end of what our city's dealing with. We need to dive in wherever they are. That's where we are. Well, hallelujah. Guess what? Jesus said he'll make us fishers of men. Guess where the fish are? And we got to get in there and let them. That's where the miracles happen. You know, it's interesting. A lot of Elisha's miracles happened with water. The Jordan River parted. He healed the waters of Jericho. And, and there was a day when the sons of the prophets said that the way of Elisha was too straight for them. And they said, uh, we'd do our own thing. And they went off and they had an axe and they were felling a tree. And the axe head flew off the end of the handle into the water. And you may think that's a minor thing, but that was their livelihood. And, and, and this was a problem because now their livelihood is at risk. And, and somebody... Didn't pay attention to tightening the axe head. Somebody didn't pay attention to sharpening the axe. Otherwise, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been with, hit with such blunt force to the tree. And so it wouldn't have been at risk of flying off the handle. you got to stop flying off the handle, by the way. That's what happens when we walk away from God. We fly off the handle over everything. And the axe head goes into the water. And Elisha walks in. And the Lord used Elisha to... To bring that axe head, he put that stick in the water and the axe head began to float. It was impossible, but it began to float. And they took that axe head out of the water. And this is the kind of miracles that God is going to do. Because we're going in these, in these days and in these times, we're going to sharpen the axe head. That is laid at the root of the tree. Hallelujah. We don't need to be swinging the word of God with a blunt blade. 
you may, you may feel like it gives you more power to take this blunt blade and just beat the fire out of every tree you see, but you're not making any progress. But if we'll sharpen the blade, and sometimes that means iron sharpening iron. Hallelujah. Sometimes that means brother and sister disagreeing with you and, and iron and sharpening iron. And listen, you got to make up in your mind you're not going to get offended. You got to make up in your mind you're going to love each other as you love yourself. And so iron can sharpen iron, and it can sharpen the blade of the axe, and we can take a sharp axe to the root of the tree. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we can be a, a good help to our, to our nation, to our city, to the people God called us to preach his gospel to. These are the kind of miracles God's going to do through his church. Hallelujah. And this is Elisha operating in the double portion of God's anointing. That's where God has taken us. That's what we've stepped into here on this one-year anniversary of God bringing us together, and we're getting ready to see things happen in our city that are going to blow our minds. We're going to see people saved. We're going to see people healed. We're going to see people's lives put back together. My Lord, have mercy. The church is going to take its rightful place as the real solution to the world's problems. Hallelujah. Come unto me, he said, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. That's the message of the church. Come unto Jesus. Come unto Jesus. Come unto Jesus. Hallelujah. And we've got to let it unfold. In, second, in the sixth chapter of Second Kings, the Bible says that the servant of the man of God woke up early in the morning and he went forth. And when he had gone forth, he saw in the city that the whole city was compassed about with the Syrian army. It was terrifying. And that's what you see every day in the news. That the city is compassed about. Every day you wake up. You dread getting on line. Because it looks like every day is Armageddon. Weather reports come out in the winter and they call it Snowmageddon. This past week there were flight cancellations and they called it Armageddon. Every day there's another Mageddon going on. The economy is rocking and reeling and nations are rising against nations. And, and the convulsions of the world around us are, man, it can, it can feel sometimes. Like the servant of the man of God who looked out and said, the city is compassed everywhere I look. I see the chariots of the Syrian army. He came back to Elisha. But when you're operating in the context of a double portion, Hallelujah. You see things other people don't see. And Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes. And that is my prayer today, that the Lord would open our eyes. And he said, Lord, let him see what I see. And I say, Lord, open our eyes so that we can see what you see. And when the Lord opened that servant's eyes, he saw horses of fire and chariots of fire filling the mountainside. Now what's interesting about that to me is that when Elisha was following after Elijah, Elijah said, Elisha, you're not going to believe this, but there's going to come a chariot of fire. There's going to come a horse of fire. And it's going to capture me up. A whirlwind is going to take me away. And that chariot and that horse of fire is going to grab me and take me on into, into the heavens. And you've got to see it or you will not get the double portion. 
One chariot and horses of fire. But four chapters later, Elisha's not dealing with just one chariot anymore. And he said, Lord, open his eyes and let him see what you've been doing in the Holy Ghost. Let him see what you've been doing in the Spirit. Because it's easy in our natural flesh to look around and see all the problems. But if you can open up your eyes in the context of a double portion, you will see there's divine expansion happening. And when you least expected it, the whole mountainside is covered with chariots and horses of fire. Where at one time, there was only one chariot and a couple horses of fire. I want you to know that what we have started last year, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Last year, what we started was the equivalent of a chariot and a couple horses of fire. But already, God has been adding to the fleet. And there are more chariots coming and more horses coming. And we have nothing to fear and everything to look forward to. We've got to get used to operating in the invisible. We walk not by sight. We walk by faith. This past week I was in San Diego, California. And my cousin is here today. And they were telling the story of when your grandfather, my great-grandfather, was preaching for Brother David Gray at Revival Tabernacle in San Diego, California. And, and he had, he, my great-grandfather was a great man of God who operated, walked in the Holy Ghost and and it was so close to God. It was like an Enoch. He walked with God. And, and he, he was used of God mightily throughout the world. And so he was preaching in San Diego. And they, had, they were putting him on the church property. And the church was in a really rough area. And they said, we're going to lock the compound. And we've got a guard dog out here that's going to stand as protection for you. And uh, my great-grandfather said, I will not need guard dog. He was Persian. He said, I will call to the Lord. And he will dispatch angel to stand guard over me. And he said, when you leave, he's speaking to the housekeeper. He said, when you leave, do not return, for the angel of the Lord will stand guard. And so the housekeeper left and was halfway home and looked in the back of her car and realized, oh, my goodness, I forgot to give him the hand towels. I've got to give the hand towels to Brother Urshan. She drove, turned around, drove her car back. And was going to set the hand towels outside the door. And she said that when she came to the door, she hit a force field. Some invisible thing knocked her on her back. And the hand towels went flying up in the air. And my great-grandfather opened the door at the commotion and said, I told you not to return. For the angel of the Lord would be here. And she found out he was serious. There was going to be an angel of the Lord. Standing guard. And, I've, and I want to let you know something, ladies and gentlemen. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him. And there are horses and chariots of fire surrounding the people of God. And he is a wall of fire round about us. And we must be busy about our father's business. Hey, it's all hands on deck now, friend. It's all hands on deck. It's everybody involved and engaged in the work of God. No service is too big. No service is too small. We've got to engage ourselves in what the Lord is doing. Hey, I, I've got news for you. In four months, we're going to be in that new building. But this is what Jesus said. He said, say not four months and then the harvest. Hallelujah. Look upon the fields. Everywhere you look, there are people in need of salvation. 
Everywhere you look, there are people in need of salvation. How many want to get that mantle on you? Hallelujah. That mantle of prayer. That mantle of faith. That mantle of consecration. Come on, lift your hands with me right now. Hallelujah. I want to see the fire. I want to see the wind. I want to see the glory of the Lord. My goodness, if I got to go to Bethel, I'll go to Bethel. If I got to go to Jericho, I'll go to Jericho. I'm not staying at any place. Hallelujah. I'm doing the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, stand with me if you would in the presence of the Lord as our musicians come. Hallelujah. 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 You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. Hallelujah. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. We have people this year and last that God has miraculously healed. And we have people right now who are sick and in need of a healing touch of God. And I believe the Lord's going to work a miracle on their behalf. In the name of Jesus, could you lift your hands with me all across this house? Hallelujah. I believe the Lord is calling us into a new dimension. Hallelujah. Of divine favor and divine expansion. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord is calling us to a deeper level of commitment to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if we will follow him to the wind and the fire, praise his name. If we'll follow him to the wind and the fire. There'll be divine expansion, divine multiplication. It's going to multiply in Finneytown. It's going to multiply in Montgomery. It's going to multiply in the east side, the west side, the north side. It's going to multiply in northern Kentucky. Hallelujah. It's going to multiply downtown. It's going to multiply in Hyde Park. It's going to multiply in Westchester. It's going to multiply in Rain. Come on, can I get a witness? God's going to send chariots and horses and dispatch ministering spirits. And he He's going to, my goodness, we've got to recognize we are the city on a hill that cannot be hid. You know, when we went through what we did in COVID and, 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 and we actually were contending with our government for the right to worship God. And it was very surprising to us. It was very shocking to us. And, and, and we, were, we were trying to contend and we thank God. We, we actually have Supreme Court precedent now that says that churches are going to be able to worship God with religious freedom. And there were, there were some important precedents established that give the church a good standing in this regard. But as we were, as we were going through that, I remember there were, I heard people say, we need to stop worrying about that because the apostles operated on much worse conditions than we do. And that is true. They, they did. But I often wonder, I often wonder what will they think when we get to heaven and find out what we did with the freedoms we have compared to what they did with the lack of freedom they had. God forbid that Paul will have done more from a prison than I've done in the comfy confines of going and coming as I please. God forbid. And, and, and listen, the queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with this generation and condemn it. The men of Nineveh shall rise up in, this, in, in, in judgment with this generation and condemn it. So there are going to be some folks rise up in judgment with us. And I just, I, 
I want to be able to say that we lived in a nation where we were free to worship. We were free to witness. We were free to preach. We were free to pray. And we utilized every ounce of that freedom for the glory of God. We're getting ready to launch into some new territory over the next couple of months. We're going to be strategizing, organizing. We're going to be structuring and preparing and, 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 and really moving in a direction of saying, Lord, use us in a way that you've never used us before. And what I want to know today on the one-year anniversary of when we began worshiping together is who's ready. That's what I want to know. Who's ready? Who's ready? Who's ready to say, God, I want to see the wind. I want to see the fire. I'm not, sta- I'm, not, I'm not staying in Bethel or Jericho. I'm going to the wind and the fire. Whatever the Lord has, I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. Because I want to heal the waters of this city. And I want to get that axe head back where it belongs on the handle. And I want to, I want to cut down. I want to cut into those roots that have so troubled our city and so troubled our nation. I want, to, I want to do the work of the Lord. I want a double portion. I thank God for the miracles in my family. I thank God for the miracles in, 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 this, in this building. I thank God for the miracles in Montgomery and Kenwood and Fine Street and you name it. Brother Kurtz and Brother Buller and Brother Sizemore and on and on. Bishop Bowers and, 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 and Bishop Jasper Phillips. I thank God for the miracles we saw. But folks, I'm trying to tell you, there's a double portion here. And there's a divine expansion here. Hallelujah. And I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. Not for any kind of personal gain, but for the glory of God. I'm opening these altars for somebody who's hungry for a double portion. I'm opening these altars for somebody who wants the wind and wants the fire. And wants the goodness and the glory of God. Come on, that's it. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Come on, we're going to make it through this. We're going to do more than survive. Hallelujah. We're going to do more than survive. We've got a mandate from heaven. We've got a mandate from heaven. (laughs) Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. 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 Come on, that's it. That's it. Right where you stand. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. 